Hi, and welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast, co-hosted by Abby Fearing, the Badass Breastfeeder, and Diane Cassidy, IBCLC. Today's episode is brought to you by Spandice. Are you pregnant or just had a baby and battling back pain or need belly support? Say hello to Spandice. Each Spandice wrap comes with two therapy packs that you can use for hot or cold therapy that lasts up to three hours. And for badasses, today you get 20% off plus free shipping on your order when you use promo code BADASS at checkout. Check them out, Spandice.com. That's S-P-A-N-D hyphen I-C-E dot com. You can also find the link in our description. Hey, welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And uh, we are here today to talk to you about a couple couple things, right? We're going to do a couple things today. Yeah, well, nipples and confusion. Yes. <laughs> Two things that I'm don't confused. belong together. Yeah. <laughs> I'm confused about nipple confusion. Yes. And this is a like this is a hot one because It is. It's very it is very confusing because there's so much again, there's so much crazy information out there. Mhm. Yeah. And I just, yeah, so we are going to talk about that. We're going to break it all down. What do we, I don't even know like where to start. So. Okay. So, well, let's start here. I'm confused because (laughs) I hear, so I was in the hospital. I had my first son, Jack, right in the hospital. And all I read in these books, it was like, what, um, it's like, don't let them put a pacifier in his mouth. Um, you know, make sure you're telling them that not to put a pacifier in his mouth because it's going to mess with breastfeeding. It's going to make nipple confusion and he's not going to latch onto your breast. I went to the hospital. Um, every single time I like popped the, <laughs> the pacifier out of his mouth, there was somebody who coming in rushing with another pacifier to put it in his mouth. And I was like, can you They're like, no, 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 he needs that. He needs that. He needs the suckling. It's calming him. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, my breast is really what he's. <laughs> wants yeah. to be sucking on um but so what's the deal is it is this can are they is it is is nipple confusion true is that a real thing i really struggle with this honestly because and there's so many so many facets to it so i do not see it happen the way it's talked about and i see babies from like you know out of the hospital. So a lot of times yeah. you will hear that in the hospital. There's, you know, there's nipple confusion sometimes. A lot of times you'll hear your pediatrician say that. There's nipple confusion. Your friends, everywhere you read online, you read articles and stuff like that, they'll say nipple confusion. Don't give a bottle too soon. Don't give this. Don't give that. Um, I have not really seen it to where it would impact the latch or the baby okay. breastfeeding. And there's a couple reasons why I think that. So as far as like, and I know pacifiers have been linked to um, early weaning. But mm. is it because we're using it, we're not reading the cues, and you're popping that pacifier in when you should be feeding your baby? Is that why it's yeah, it's linked right. to it? Or is and it a latch like issue? Along, yeah, when it goes along with the same um, concerns that we have with scheduled feedings, right? Exactly. Because then you're yeah. going to have, you know, if you're not feeding on demand, pacifiers can interfere with your feeding on demand. Right. right? And feeding right. on demand is what is going to build your milk supply. It's going to keep the ba- the baby nursing for as long right. as they want. But if you're like, oh, God, I got to go make this phone call and throw some laundry in. Here, let me give them the pacifier for a few minutes. Like, that's going to soothe them a little bit, make them doze off. You could be missing a feed right there. Um, so that, that – I think that that's probably what it is. I have very – like, in 10 years have maybe had somebody tell me twice that they used a pacifier and they thought the latch felt different. 
So then they stopped using it and it was fine. Um, it's kind of a mixed message in the hospital with it. Cause like the hospitals around us, ultimately mm-hmm. they won't, they won't give a pacifier. And a lot of times people will ask and be like, well, can I have a pacifier? And the hospital will be like, no, you know, the mother baby units. No, we can't. We can't. Your baby really should be breastfeeding. We don't want the baby to have confusion. So we're, you know, we're not going to give you a pacifier. And then the baby gets put in special care or there's a medical issue or they're jaundice or something and they're separated from you. The first thing they do is pop a pacifier in that baby's mouth. Yeah. So it's kind of a confusion there. Um, because then you're like, okay, well, they gave him one in the hospital, but they're telling me not to do it. So which way do I go with that? Um, yeah. I, I really like that in bottles. So a lot of times we hear this with bottles too. We hear, you know, don't, don't give a bottle because the baby's going to get confused by that. And the baby is only going to want a bottle feed. That's what I hear all the time. The baby's right, going to want a right. bottle feed. Um, I don't, I don't see that happen either very often. Well, cause you, you do hear a lot of people who are like supplementing or something and then the baby, then they're like, oh my God, my baby prefers the bottle over the breast. And you know why I think and that happens? He- why? I don't mean to like totally cut you off. No, but no. But I like totally, like, because I hear this almost every day. Yeah, yeah, right. Constantly. So yes, yeah, so, I mean, I hear, and, and I, and I, to be honest, I was supplementing with formula with my, with my first and I felt like he preferred the bottle after a while. And I, and I don't, I mean, I'm sure that I understood nothing about breastfeeding and what was going on. So that obviously contributes to it. But so what was happening? Why did it seem like that? So a lot of people will read that um, the babies will get used to the bottle. They like that fast flow. They, you know, they, or people will tell me, oh, I gave a bottle. Now I think the baby won't latch again because... They like the fast flow from the bottom. Your baby, at like I just had this happen a few minutes ago at a home visit. At you know the baby's like ten days old, and the mom was like, "I don't know, I think he's lazy and he likes the bottle." <laughs> I'm like, "Your baby is ten days old. He's not putting that thought together. Like right. babies are pretty amazing, but they are not putting that complex thought of right. wait a minute, my last meal was really fast." What the yeah. hell? Like, they're not thinking that. So They can't put that together. Right. Yeah. That's not being put together. What happens is, from what I've ever seen, especially with supplementing, when you've got a baby that's not gaining well or not feeding well or whatever, so you start supplementing, if you're not working with somebody or you're being a little overzealous with that supplementing or you just don't know, because a lot of times mm-hmm. you don't know, mm-hmm. if you're overfeeding with that supplement and then expect the baby to breastfeed... The baby's not going to yeah. probably breastfeed. They're going to be full yeah. from that formula supplement. So they're not going to go to the breast well, which means that you're going to think that the baby doesn't want to latch and breastfeed, which they won't if they're not hungry, if they're half asleep from the formula because the formula is so heavy and it keeps them full. Yeah. Um, so you really have to be sure that you're working with somebody with that and you're not giving them too much by bottle. Well, yeah, and that goes along with the, what we've talked about before, which is just learning how to bottle feed. Because people think, well, you just put the bottle in their mouth and then they just take it out when they stop sucking. Except no. they don't stop sucking because they're babies. They don't right. know. They're not like, oh, I'm going to stop sucking now. I mean, this thing is in their mouth, so they're going to suck. That's all they know how to do. And that and so they just Yeah, and so then you just automatically end up overfeeding your baby because you think that they're still eating or they right. need to eat, or they're hungry, and then now you have an overfull baby. And that could have been why you thought Jack preferred the bottle, because if you put the bottle in, they suck it down like they're starving. Yeah, and yeah. I hear that all the people are like, oh my god, they sucked it down like they were starving. I'm starving my child. 
Mm-hmm. He's not getting anything from the breast. He took the whole bottle down. He's starving. Mm-hmm. Like they'll do that just for as survival because they have to swallow it. Right. There's there's no you know there, yeah, there's no t- in between. They're laying on their back and they have a bo- <laughs> <laughs> they have a bottle in their mouth. Like there's nothing that they can do to get it like not right. swallow it. So it it really there's you know that and then you've caught you know that you feel like you're just doing everything wrong and oh my gosh the baby really wants a bottle and you hear oh well they you know then they start getting it so fast from the bottle and that's what they get used to and that's what they want. If you take nothing away from this podcast, if these all of our listeners take nothing away from the podcast, but this breastfeeding is not just about the food. The yeah, baby yeah. will not go. You know, baby will not replace their mother with a bottle. That is not going to happen. If they start out breastfeeding, that's what they're going to remember how to do. I have had so many babies that I would either take off. I had one mama that had a horrible abscess. We took the baby off the breast for like, I don't know, several weeks. That baby went right back on like it was yesterday. Like <laughs> nothing. Like nothing. I have one friend whose baby, her first baby didn't latch for the first four months of his life. He was oh, a C-section wow. delivery. She pumped for four months. He started to cry one day. She popped him on, and that was the end of it. She nursed him for like two and a half years. Wow. Like, and I have another friend who, and these are just like the three off the top of my head, that her baby didn't nurse for the first like three months, and then he finally went on. Like, Oh, my God. And these are the, this makes me, this had nothing to do with anything. So it makes me think of like when people are like, well, that baby's too old to be breastfeeding. Screw all of you people. You have no idea how hard these people that were working to breastfeed our babies. Right. Some woman who hasn't been able to breastfeed a baby for four. Can you imagine how she must have felt when that baby latched on? And then the baby's gonna. And then the baby's gonna turn one, and you're gonna tell her that she should wean. Screw you. I know. And I didn't know her then, and I was like, oh my god, I wish I could have helped you. Because she went four months. She probably could have, you know, kept trying or whatever. But I'm so glad that she tried to pop him on after four months. After yeah. pumping for four months. Four like, freaking months. At that point, you're just like, well, he's never going to latch. I mean, you you probably come to terms with it by then. Right. Well, oh, she my was God. Like, she must have been so amazing. Oh, my God. That must have been an amazing moment for but her. But baby, this is instinctively what babies know to do. So this is why when people contact me or they email me or whatever and they're like, you know the baby's not latching and you know all this stuff and i'm afraid they prefer bottles i'm afraid they prefer this or this is happening i always say okay how much are we feeding them by bottle what is the situation why you know did they ever latch ever you know you have to go through because it's not just a a, something that you can solve by saying oh well you know keep trying and if it doesn't happen it's okay yeah i mean if it's not okay with the mom it's not okay right right Yes. Period. Yes. Period. That's what that that should be a the slogan of our show. If it's not okay with the mom, it's not okay. Yeah, that's our catchphrase. Yeah, I always tell my kids every day. There's like a catchphrase in our family. They usually do not agree <laughs> with what I choose to be our catchphrase, <laughs> but I like to throw one out there. Um, it is like. The nipple confusion thing, it really, it's frustrating for me. I can't imagine how it must feel for moms. Plus, oh my gosh, why do we feel like if we breathe the wrong way, it's going to disrupt our breastfeeding? Well, I was just going to say, you know, it, it go, and that's, this starts in pregnancy. There's not a lot of things that, that continue from pregnancy into breastfeeding. But one of the things is that absolutely every single thing that you do is going to impact your baby. And that's just not true. Mm -mm. You know, very, 
actually, when you come to think of it, very little does. I mean, bad information. That in fact, that's going to affect you the most. Yeah. In in both of these phase, pregnancy and breastfeeding, getting bad information is going to affect you the worst. But like, you know, all these things that we think are going to make everything go wrong, they just don't. You know, I remember like. I mean, you know, I'm not, I don't smoke and I'm not like, oh, everybody should smoke. But I remember being pregnant and like my, my friend, we were at work. I, I was still working with, with my first and, and my friend was smoking on the steps where, you know, where everybody smoked. And I was like walking up to him to talk to him. And he was like, stay back. Don't come over here. I'm smoking. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh, oh, because I was pregnant. And he was like a good friend of mine. He's like, don't come over here. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll stay over here. And I stood like 20 feet away from him <laughs> talking to him. And I was like, now that I think about it, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, really, as if walking up to him and standing there and having a conversation with him for a couple minutes while he smoked would have killed everybody. It's not like he's radioactive. Like, I'm not say- it's not like I live with him and he's right. smoking in the house. Like, okay, that's a little bit different. But like walking by him smoking outside and having a conversation with him, that's not going to affect anybody. No. I mean, except for him <laughs> smoking yeah. the cigarette. He's the, <laughs> He's only, the one. only one. He's the only one in, this, in that group of people standing there who was getting hurt by it. Oh my you know, God. and like, you know, you just think and, you know, and I and I had the same thing. I remember thinking like, oh, my God, he's got a pacifier in his mouth. It's going to ruin everything. Mm-hmm. And and, you know, and it sounds to me like you when you're talking, it sounds like there's a little bit of like thinking that has to go into it you can't just put a pacifier in your baby's mouth and then just like leave it there all day right you know you breastfeeding on demand is absolutely necessary for establishing milk supply and establishing breastfeeding like that has to happen i mean when people ask me about giving bottles well how soon can i give a bottle how soon can i give a bottle and of course, you know, like in the hospital and stuff like that, they always say, wait a couple of weeks, let the baby, you know, because of nipple confusion. And I would prefer moms wait a couple of weeks, too, but more because so that the baby can learn how to breastfeed so that mom's milk supply gets well established, you know, for those reasons. It's not mm-hmm. that I'm worried that you give one bottle and it's going to screw everything up. It's that feeding on demand and getting used to it and, and getting to know each other and being together. Like that is important in those first couple yeah. of weeks. Right. And if, you know, if I have a mom that just can, you know, really is overwhelmed with the whole process or if there's pain with the breastfeeding and she needs to, I've had this happen too before where if mom is just really sore and the baby just wants to kind of suckle just to have that calming, but not really feeding, like, sure. well, then you can give a pacifier if you need to, like, it's not the end of the world. If if the, you put the baby on and they're, they just go to suck a little bit and go to sleep, that's probably what they wanted to do. So you can give the pacifier at that point. If you know the baby is fed and that's all they want to do is suck, then okay. They'll probably suck a little bit, doze off, spit it out. Okay, mm-hmm. you're fine. It's not like you said an all-day affair. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I remember with, with, with Jack was like not the big fan of sleeping. And <laughs> we would be like, my husband would be up like passing him back and forth, trying to like, you know, rock him and all of everything we could possibly think. And like we tried to give him a pacifier. Like I would have, I would have wanted to in those moments to help him that way. Cause he didn't, he didn't want, he wasn't hungry anymore. You know, he was having trouble falling. We we're all, you know, it's like new parents, anxiety, like stressful household. Like he was, he was done nursing. He was done everything. And I tried, he didn't take it and actually never took it either. But yeah, my um, kids I tried, either. I tried 
with both of them to get them to take a pacifier. And that's not to say that, because I already told the story of how Jack was sucking on a pacifier in the hospital. And in the hospital, when he was first born, yes, he was. And then I took it out like it was, you know, like he was eating like Drano or something. <laughs> and and I think that he was just like, then he just didn't know what it was. After a while, it was like, well, I don't know what that is in my mouth. Um, and so he wouldn't take it. But I, I, I would have liked to have had that as just like a tool in certain moments. Yeah. Um, and I don't, and you, you know, saying it, and I think if you use it for that kind of thing, like it's not, you're not, you're not ruining everything. No, I don't think, I don't think you are at all. You know what really makes me like absolutely crazy with the whole nipple confusion thing and the whole pacifier? I don't know how this is turning into a pacifier talk, but when oh. people say <laughs> the baby's using me as a pacifier, that yeah, has to yeah, be my, right, right, my right, right. biggest, one of my biggest pet peeves in the lactation world. The baby's using me as a pacifier. And it's like, actually, the baby's using the pacifier as the mom. Like, that's what we're replacing with the pacifier as the mom. Yeah, we're right, not, right, right. You know, and we're not, with the bottle. And with the bottle. Right. Like, yeah. That, it, exactly. Like, the baby wants the mom. It's, that's it. And. Yeah. If you're going to give them, and when mom says, oh, the baby's just using me as a pacifier, it's just using me as a pacifier. What happened to our society where we feel like we don't want our babies to be with us? I don't know. It's like. Yeah. I, I, and it, that's so funny that you said you don't know how this is turning into a, a pacifier talk. And that's so funny because I was thinking like the. Like when I thought of nipple confusion, I thought of pacifiers. And I think it's because I don't know why, but now I'm starting when I'm now that I'm starting to think about it. I think it's because. It's one of those things that you can just remove mm -hmm. from the situation. Like, you don't need it. But, like, a bottle, I, I mean, I know that there's, there's, a, there's also the situation of, of, you know, being concerned about nipple confusion there. Um, but some people, like moms at work or something like that, it's not an option. You know, like, it's not like a pacifier that you can just be like, oh, okay, this is going to hurt him and I can't use it. Like, a bottle for for some moms is like an absolutely necessary mm -hmm. you know what i mean like so so i don't know yeah then it's like i guys kind of like well you're gonna have to just deal with it with that <laughs> you know right. so yeah i, I mean, don't know i yeah it's but yeah but i mean i guess get, the concern yeah. is for yeah anything that goes in the baby's mouth that's not the breast um people are afraid that that's gonna cause nipple confusion and it, it really isn't I wish everybody would just like I wish everybody would just relax about breastfeeding. Like I know it's it can be a very stressful yeah. thing, just like babies are. Like the whole everybody in the world is like, you know, horrible anxiety. But the Yeah. Like we make it way harder than it needs to be. Like we really do. We make it way harder than it needs to be. Yeah. Like this yeah. is a very natural kind of thing. Yes, we need to learn how to do it, but when we throw every all these other things in the mix and then when you put things into your head like, oh, if you do this, it's going to ruin it. If you do that, it's going to ruin it. You can't eat this. You can't do that. You can't have this. You can't drink that. Like, it just makes it like it's too hard. Why are we making it this hard for everybody? Well, I, yeah, I mean, I and I think that we live in a world where it's like peaky. That's like it's absolute worse with that right now because we also have social media, which mm. is a wonderful thing, except you you turn on your phone and in your newsfeed, you're confronted with more information in an hour than like people used to get all week yeah you know what i mean or even or even longer i mean like there was a time not that long ago where like there you know you got like you know you got information by like pony express 
<laughs> what you know like, carrier it, pigeons it wasn't usually <laughs> like... right like you didn't turn on your phone and get bombarded with like and especially if you're if you're a mom and you're a breastfeeding mom you're gonna follow some breastfeeding pages you know it's gonna be your interest and so you turn on your news news feed and you can scroll through and you can easily come into contact with 50 headlines about breastfeeding and they're all clickbait mm-hmm. you know because there's probably some blogger look listen listen me I'm talking right here as a blogger who is like use clickbait, not to like <laughs> so that people can get the right information, not so they get right. the wrong information. But like, there's people that are like, oh, you know, five things that are, you know, you know, five things that can cause nipple confusion, you know, and then you're like, oh my god, and then you click on it, you know, and then it's got all these like stupid things that aren't true in it, and and then here we go with the hysteria, and then it shows up and on your Facebook feed and- randomly. Like out of nowhere, then you're sitting there looking at right. Facebook and all of a sudden all this breastfeeding stuff will pop up there in the corner. Like it's, you know, because they're watching. Every oh, movie yeah. You make. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And Google, Google, too. I yeah. mean, you Google one thing about breastfeeding and then everything is going to be coming at you about breastfeeding. Yeah. And and usually and, and, and I will say this with confidence. Usually what you're hearing about breastfeeding is wrong. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that that's true. Usually what you're hearing is not not right. And that's why it's so important to like, I don't know. I don't know what you do about that, you know, because I can we can sit here and say that we've got the good information and we do. Yeah. But like everybody's saying that. And so how do you know? Who do you know who's got the good stuff? I don't know. (sighs) Now I'm asking like really, really serious, like large, like macro level questions. I know. But, you know, it's like it's it's confusing and it's really scary. It is. And, and yeah, and maybe, and if you're folk, if you're focusing on like breastfeeding, establishing breastfeeding and breastfeeding on demand, then like, you're just not going to overuse a pacifier, you know, you're You're just not going to overuse a bottle. Like you're just, those things are just not going to happen if you're just focusing on, you know, that. Absolutely. Getting it started and breastfeeding on demand. I know I keep saying that, but I mean, that's really just like how it all falls into place. I think it's, yeah, it's important, but you know, who has the answers, I think. I think the the moms do. Like, I think the moms have the answers. Because there is no cut and dry answer for what you should do with your breastfeeding journey. It's all about what works for you, not what you're even reading. And and you know, there's... You you can't... Babies aren't And there's so many things that... Right. And there's so many things that your gut tells you that we ignore. Oh, my God. Like, right now we're going through... Yeah, we're going through something with Jack, which is kind of frustrating. Um it's not a big deal. It's just like one of those things. You're just like, what do we do about this? And, and like, I asked, I asked this, I asked a question in a Facebook group, you know, of people that I thought would have a good answer. And I was reading the answers and I was like, hmm, 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 hmm. And like, I just kept coming back to this little voice in my head that was like, you know, the little voice in my head or a little voice in my stomach or just this feeling of like how I think that we should handle it. You know, and like, so Mm -hmm. there's, there was no, and I keep trying to ignore it because like, I don't know. Cause I'm like, I want somebody else to tell me how to do this. But like, I've got the answer is like in, inside. Yeah. You know, like I've already, if I could just close, just turn off the noise and like, listen to myself. Like I'm, I've got, I'm, we've got the answer. You got to trust your you know, And it's not to say that you don't need like, yeah, it's not that you don't ha- need intervention at times because obviously yeah. you do. But 
But you also know when things are, you know, we always hear this from moms like, oh, I was doing that. kept going. My doctor was saying there was a problem and I kept thinking there wasn't. And I kept thinking that they were like being, you know, dramatic and they turn out that they're right. Mm-hmm. And they have medical people telling them like, oh, there's a problem. There's a serious problem. And they're like, I just don't I just there's this voice in my head that just kept saying there's not. And it's it really you and have to listen to so your powerful. It is. It really yeah, is, it is. You know, and sometimes you do need that validation or you want validation because you don't want to be yeah. the only one going, OK, this is you know, this is it. But right. it's you really I mean, it's it, it's hard to learn how to trust that instinct, especially with your first when yeah. you're a first time mom and the baby's new and you're, you know, worried about everything you're doing. Um, I had a mom that texted me yesterday that I've talked to a couple times and she was like, you know, she's just pumping enough at work and they're just getting by, no supplementing and the baby's dream feeding at night and that's kind of getting her through. And she texted me and she was like, all right, um, the app I use told me I need to stop dream feeding. But if I dream, if I don't dream feed, then I'm probably going to have to supplement her with formula because she won't be getting enough throughout the day. So what do you, and I'm like, wait, wait a minute. Like I had to read that like twice. I was like, what app told you that you need to stop dream feeding? She's like, I just keep reading these things that the baby should be sleeping longer and blah. And I'm like, just delete that right now. And this is working for you. I'm like, this is working for you. Why are you not going to do it? There's nothing wrong with what you're doing and it's working. So leave it alone. It's just you and her, I'm sure her instinct told her the same thing. And she was just wanted that yeah. validation from me that said, you know, no, you're fine. This is fine. What you're doing is okay. But whatever said, whatever she was reading that said, oh, baby shouldn't be dream feeding, blah, 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 blah. Maybe that's for the baby down the street. That's not your baby. You know, it's just yeah. those blanket informational things are not meant to yeah, be for everybody. Yeah, there's a lot of things out there that are for the baby down the street. Yeah. You know, and that's that's something that we could just, you know, and that's something you could start to say to yourself when you're like reading through all this nonsense. You'd be like, okay, that's good for the baby down the street. Right. One of these days we'll do a podcast about that baby because, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that baby needs help. Yeah, we could do like the answer, the the happiest baby on the block, and then we'll do the podcast about the baby that's on the other block. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what's that baby down the block doing oh these poor babies but seriously like mama's like if you're reading something and you're going oh, that's not what we're doing like don't feel like you're the only or one if, yeah or if it's like creating this panic in you it's probably not correct mm-hmm. you know if there's like information that you're reading and you're like oh my god you know, and it causes panic. Like, I got to say that just automatically it's probably not good information. No. Because there's really nothing panic worthy. You know, there's like, it really shouldn't be anything that's like, su- you know, super panic inducing about this. Right. And I have really good news. If you give a pacifier or a bottle and you feel like for some reason or if somebody tells you this is going to interfere with your breastfeeding... Breastfeeding is very resilient. It is not going to spoil your breastfeeding relationship. It's just not. You have to work really hard to spoil a breastfeeding relationship. Like it it really, once you get going with it, you're good. Your baby's not going to turn away. I'm telling you, it's it's not just about the milk. It's really not. It's way more than that. It's so much about you. It's so much about you. People do this too and they're like, I'm going away 
for a few days on a business trip, so I guess I'm going to have to wean. No, you're not. Mm-mm. You don't have to wean. Don't don't worry about it. When you come back, that's the first thing that your baby's going to think. They're all they're going to see are your boobs. <laughs> you're going to walk back into the house and they're going to be like boobs, woohoo! Because that's what you are to them. I'm sorry, but mm-hmm. you are boobs to them, and it's nurturing. So you're not hurting them. Yeah, yeah, it's a wonderful thing. <laughs> but if boobs you come across boobs, are a wonderful thing. If you come across <laughs> anything. That you are like, what is this crazy info? I just don't know what to do with this. I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's not true. Why is it? Now, the other thing is, first of all, you can always send us that by email. You can always email it to us and we can give you our opinion on what, you know, what we think is going on. But if somebody says to you, don't use a pacifier, say why? Why can't I? What's, you know, what's going to happen? If they can't, if they're just spitting out, if people are just spitting out random info to you, Without any kind of information behind it, without being able to give you a reason, without telling you why they think that, without telling you where they're getting this information from. If they're just like, oh, no, I read that on, you know, Cindy Lou Who's site on that blog. Well, (laughs) that's not like that's not necessarily very viable information. So, you know, really don't don't be afraid to ask questions. It's okay, And your breastfeeding relationship will definitely bounce back. And that's all I got. For sure. Nipple confusion. Like, I'm. Yep. I hope nobody's confused yep. anymore. Yeah. No, if you're confused, send us an email, thebadassbreastfeeder at gmail.com, and we will yeah. end your confusion. We will. And we will catch you all next week when we talk about milk and not your mama's milk. Mm. But we're going to talk about cow's milk and starting cow's milk. And because we had some questions on this recently. So we're going to talk <laughs> about that. So stay tuned. We'll talk to you all yes. next week. Bye. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Spandice. Are you pregnant or just had a baby and battling back pain or need belly support? Say hello to Spandice. Each Spandice wrap comes with two therapy packs that you can use for hot or cold therapy that lasts up to three hours. And for badasses... Today, you get 20% off plus free shipping on your order when you use promo code BADASS at checkout. Check them out, spandice.com. That's S-P-A-N-D hyphen I-C-E dot com. You can also find the link in our description.